With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidences, CD, CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beipman, MD. I want to tell you about Cortez Island. It's an island that lies in the North Gulf Islands off the Sunshine Coast of British Columbia in Western Canada. The island had been a stopping off place for First Nation people for several thousand years before taking, being taken over by Europeans. Last week, I was visiting a friend of mine who has a house on the island. On a promontory overlooking the waters of the Straits of Georgia, I started singing. There is someone I am longing to see. I hope that she turns out to be someone to watch over me. And as I was singing to those waters with an island across, looking at me, somehow I launched into a long, deep monologue, like a chant that I've never heard from me before. On that beach between me and the sea, First Nations had gathered for at least 2,000 years. Had they made sounds like this? Had I stepped into their resonance? Some people can tune into the vibrational information of what is surrounding them. Psychometry relies on touching an object and picking up its history. Thoughts and feelings may also be attached to places. Is this an extraordinary experience, extraordinary ability that I ran into? 
We'll talk about that with and other things with our guest Audrey Irvine, Audrey Irvine, who re Irvine received her PhD from the University of Virginia in psychology. She was a research psychologist there in behavioral medicine and then a neurofeedback therapist. She has a lifelong interest in extraordinary human abilities, like psi abilities, out-of-body experiences, remote viewing, manifestations, and control over nature. She has written a very good book called Infinite Possibilities, Frameworks for Understanding Extraordinary Human Abilities. It's a cross-cultural exploration of extraordinary abilities, examining the types of abilities found worldwide, both common and unique. She describes who can attain these extraordinary capacities, the states of consciousness needed, and the effect of worldview on making them happen. Audrey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I've looked at your book, as you know. I've, I've read parts of it, gone over it several times, talked with you about it. How did you happen to write a book uh, about extraordinary abilities, in mostly in religions across the world? Well, for one thing, a lot of the religions uh, have like record tend to record what you know these abilities because they they are often thought of as being signs of holiness, and so they're held on to. Particularly, the Catholic Church has like um, recorded hundreds of years of miraculous uh, capacity in their saints, and they did this in order to establish whether they were saints or not. Um, but it, a lot of this has been personal interest, and uh, I decided it would be interesting to find out if there were common capacities. I know being raised as a Christian in West Texas, I thought that, you know, the abilities that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ had were, you know, unique to him and sign of his holiness and whatever, and only to find out that these are found commonly around the world. What did that do to you to see that Jesus was not the only person with extraordinary abilities? In the, at the beginning, I was like sort of shocked. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? But then with time, um, you know, and, and research, I've come to see that this is, it is evidence uh, of, you know, extraordinary capacity. Uh, uh, see, he was truly a great a person, and uh, and he and he falls in in terms of abilities with all these other saints and and holy people and um, manifestations of God that are seen in other traditions. I, I used to read books about comparative religions, trying to see what was common to them. I did something like that with the schools of psychotherapy. It was easier for me to do it there and find out what was common in the schools of psychotherapy. I, I had a lot of trouble um, trying to absorb the commonalities in religions, but what you have done in your book is be able, is be, be able to put down on paper what major significant commonalities there are. And it's not just that the very holiest can do some of these things, that these capacities lie within each of us. Yes, and they actually go well down into the animals' kingdoms. Um, it seems as though that there's some biological capacity that we all carry for, for, for the potential of having these kinds of things unfold. Uh, but the thing that becomes really important is, is that you can only attain certain kinds of, of these abilities if you're able to transform consciousness to specific states. Uh-huh. And, that, and, and that's part of what you were able to document, the kinds of consciousness that is required. But let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about the abilities first, and we'll get to how you get there. What, 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 did you, what are the common abilities that you were able to see across religions? Well, at, um, at the lowest level, lowest in terms of sort of near our waking, normal states of consciousness, uh, you see a lot of physical abilities, particularly amongst athletes, beginning to emerge. Uh, they're doing very intense practice, and they're focusing their concentration. So you see, like, breaking world records in, in running and in, in, in lifting weights. And um, even, 
even interestingly enough, modification of, of the body. The body may become longer or it may become shorter in this process. Um, other kinds of physical abilities. Uh, well, well, let's, stay, let's stay with sports because that's a very important to me because I found myself being able to do what seemed to be strange things in sports, uh, like imagining uh, hitting the first pitch uh, of a game because uh, I was a leadoff hitter for a home run or running uh, the f opening kickoff of a football game for a, a touchdown. I've, I've done both of those things a couple of times. And that had something to do with imagining and finding the way of doing it and being in a, I think, an altered state where I was ready to do it. And I didn't know those altered states. I was in my eight, late teens and early 20s when that happened. But there's something about the intense focus and concentration and desire and imagining, in my case, to help make that happen. Actually, intent imagery, as when you plug that into that different state of being that's when you get you can change you can transform consciousness and use it strictly as a tool for progressing spiritually and you can hit all these different states and have nothing extraordinary happen but when you add that imagery and that intent and sometimes deep emotional passion then you begin to have the unfolding of some of these abilities. And you and that's why you see you see psychokinetic things happening. You know, a runner a football player runs out to catch uh, they have actually videotaped in one case. You know, you're reaching up for the ball to catch it, you're gonna miss it, but somehow the ball changes trajectory and you catch it. <laughs> and uh, and but there again are all those elements. That's uh, that reminds me of a time I was running out for a, a pass. Um, and it, it was, I still can remember it. It was a, it was a kind of a gray day and I was out in the open and for a moment that ball froze in the air as I looked at it, I knew I was going to catch it. And it's, it was a beautiful moment because I knew about, about what was going to happen and there it happened. Uh, and did I, was that psychokinetic? I, of course the player can't tell, but you're saying videos show that the ball changes trajectory sometimes. In, in that case, yes, they actually had it on tape, uh, where it had cha you know, just changed trajectory enough for him to grab it. Uh, and I, you know, I think that you're talking about, and there may be several other things going on in your experience, I mean, in other words, it might be psychokinetic. It may be that you have altered your perception in a way in which you literally are able to, through in your perception, see it stopped because it's so slowed down. Yeah. And then you have like a precognitive element to that. So this is very interesting. Yeah. Very, it's very interesting. And another time I was going out for a pass and I looked up and put my hand up around the same time the ball was coming. It's almost like I didn't even see it until I saw it. And it was right there. And I just put it in with one hand and then grabbed it in and, and went down. And it was a different feeling from just seeing it in a regular pass pattern. Well, one thing I'll toss in here is, is that this is not a left hemisphere, if we use that metaphor, you know, rational, conscious awareness. This, all of these things are happening out of the right side of the brain, if you will, where, you know, where, which we consider to be unconscious in the, in the sense that we don't have necessarily access to what that part of the brain is up to. And so some part of you knew or was able to act on something that you didn't have conscious awareness of. And we're coming to the end of this segment, um, and we're talking we're talking with Audrey Irvine about um, extraordinary abilities across religions and within all of us. You're, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest is Audrey Irvine. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. 
yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes, and Stairway to Heaven TV. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. 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 The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 323232 now text grade to 323232 vignettes seminars retreats and much more all of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com so i was watching the x-zone tv channel last night when i was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again simultv.com simultv.com what's simultv.com that's what i asked them they had it written on the side of their ufo how do you spell that ufo no i mean simultv.com 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 right simultv.com interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com ufo last night oh yeah yeah now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. These coincidences, these coincidences, we are really meant to be. We seem to be able to communicate telepathically without being in the same room. Whoa. Welcome to CC with BBS. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're talking with Audrey Irvine about extraordinary abilities, particularly seen across religions. We just talked about extraordinary abilities in athletes. What are some of the other extraordinary abilities that, as you move up the chain of uh, more difficult, let's say, um, abilities? Well, very close um, to that sort of, if you think of it as body, mind, spirit, so body, physical ability is very close becomes the psi abilities. And those can happen, uh, you know, and for some people they can do use them consciously, but for most of us it's like an unconscious. Think of the example of being stared at. Everybody's had an, an experience of somebody we don't know, we're like – at a bar or a table and whatever, we start feeling that kind of unsettled feeling and we turn around and someone's staring at us. That's a very common uh, psi ability. Uh, Then, you know, when you sort of move up, you start having things like the awareness and use of subtle energies, like for healing, out-of-body travel, um, interaction and visionary experiences with different kinds of spirits, angels, um, you know, even God, uh, and controlled dreaming. Uh, we have dreaming at the at the lower end uh, that you know spontaneously happens to all of us, you know, every night, but. You start getting up into this higher level. You start being able to control your dreams, and many of the um, saints use them for specific things. 
Uh, and then at the, the highest levels of transformation, you have things where you're actually sort of disassociating with time and space, and you're able to manipulate time and space. So now you have bilocation, you have invisibility, you have manifestation and power over nature. And so these are come with prof much more profound transformation of consciousness. That's a lot of stuff you just said right there, Audrey. <laughs> no, a lot of stuff. Out. You did. You did. So <laughs> let's let's go through that a little a little on the more slowly side. Um, <laughs> okay. You 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 said body, mind, spirit. I put in uh, heart in the after 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 body. I, I body to me is still separate from like uh, compassion or love, and. I wonder how come, where does that get put in there? You, mind, it tends to be more what you said. Maybe we can talk about psi abilities, but where's the heart in the in all this in this sequence that you're describing? It would it would fall more in the now mind, as I'm mentioning it here, is not the rational, judging, analytical mind. It it is that you know holistic. Uh, and it's emotional, and it's you know it's the right, right right side of the brain. So I know the tendency is when you think body, mind, spirit, you're thinking the rational thing, but it's it's not. And the feeling states can come in at almost any level, but what you see is is that it transforms the the kind of love, or you know the kind of compassion, and it becomes. Uh, I would say deeper and maybe more intense depending on how it's used. So it actually, it can, feeling states can exist all along this continuum. But I think you really start to use that in the, you know, mind and then spirit part. Um, one of the things that struck me in your book was uh, reports that people evolving and feeling love can feel love so intensely that it almost shatters them. Yes. Tell, yes. Us, about, tell us about that. Well, it, you can think of emotion as being something that can really intensify transformation of consciousness. Yeah. yeah. And what will often start to happen is, is that you'll start, for example, glowing with light. Or maybe you're you're focusing your your uh, object of meditation on your heart, and so your heart might actually begin to be hot. They've measured uh, some of the Christian saints, you know, just I mean, yeah, 104, 105 <laughs> degrees in their heart. This glowing with light is very common, and it, it comes with this these deep meditative states where people are focusing on love and light. They say that um, St. Francis and St. Clair would meditate together and that their light together would outshine the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, it can be quite beautiful. And, and I would say here that worldview becomes very important because that you you can kind of get off the beaten path sometimes with this and the your worldview or your map of consciousness that's part of these different spiritual traditions will tell you how to stay within a place where you are maybe glowing with light instead of having yourself you know burn burning out in some way or you know have, uh, the the Jews actually talk a lot about the risks that come with these different states of consciousness, and but if you have a good roadmap from your, uh, you know the advanced mystics in in your religion, then you're able to avoid th that. So I would take the shattering thing as being going off the path a little bit, <laughs> or not having the right tools to manage that. Uh, I've I've. I focus. I'm, I'm slowing us down about the heart and love because my interest is not only in personal evolution, but in the evolution of interpersonal relationships. What's bothered me um, about a, a lot of what um, you write about, not what what you're describing, not what you're saying, but what you're writing about, is it's also individualistic. It's all about an individual 
expanding his or her consciousness without that much about uh, relationships. And relationships, particularly in this world now, are a major problem with people. And I know somebody who is very smart and uh, who is physically uh, very energetic and very capable. Um, but her her ability to open her heart to somebody is very limited. And I see that in a lot, in a lot of people, but with her, it's most striking. And, and I, I wonder where the, the opening the heart and, and doing it on the right path uh, in, a, in the right way you're talking about, where love fits into those, into those pathways, interpersonal love. It is something that a tradition, you know, many of the traditions work specifically on, you know, compassion and love and opening the heart, you know, to a larger and larger embrace of others and the, and the world. You're right that this is so often an individual path and there's a focus on different techniques that are very for the individual. There are exceptions though. The Sufis and also the ecstatic Christians often use group contexts in order to transform consciousness. And they'll and maybe amp up emotion or they'll use movement as a, as a communal group. Uh, but there has to be the intent of working and opening the heart. Another path for this is that um, if you use a paradigm that thinks of love as being uh, a vibrational state or an energy state, then other people, often masters, will then pull their devotees or whatever to a larger state. Now, they say that, you know, any individual can only take so much energy or else it can do damage, but they will attempt to pull them to the higher, more open energy space. So it's, it is complex in the sense that it can be very individual oriented, but there can be tools that are for groups and, and you can have this kind of energetic moving of, pe of, of another person. But you know what? It has to be done kind of with their understanding of what's happening. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, that would be a good idea. Well, a friend of mine who's quite knowledgeable, I can't vouch for what he says, uh, remarks that a lot of times in uh, in guru and other situations where the, there's an immense number of followers, um, sexual involvement with the people in the group is not uncommon. Uh, and wh wh why does that happen? Sexual right. involvement with, with the guru yeah. and people in, in the, the devotees or yes. whatever, yeah. <laughs> the followers. Yeah. yeah. There, from, from, from my understanding, there are temptations that emerge at every level of being. It's, so it's not like you, some, you transform consciousness, you become a saint, and somehow now you, you don't have desires or temptations. Uh, the other thing that happens, this is something that Ken Wilber talked to, that talks about, is, is that we all have many streams to our life. We have our interpersonal relationships. We have, uh, you know, we have our physical body and our athletics. We have, you know, we have our abilities, intellectual abilities in our heart. And, and he, you know, he pointed out that many mystics will go sit on the mountain for, you know, 30 years. But that doesn't mean they know anything about relationships. Right. And that they often can be very undeveloped as yes, people absolutely. in these in these other streams. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. As, and he is very emphatic in saying, if you need to know something about the spiritual journey or journey of consciousness, go talk to one of these masters. But if you have a, an issue at work or with your relationships, no, do not go to them. <laughs> we've come, we've come, good. We've come to the end of this segment. Oh, okay. uh, you're, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. Our guest is Audrey Irvine. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? 
Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hydes can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're talking with Audrey Irvine, who is the author of Infinite Possibility, Frameworks for Understanding Extraordinary Human Abilities. Audrey, where can people get a copy of your book? Uh, It's on Amazon, if people are interested, uh, or it can be gotten through Author House uh, Publications. Thank you. it's a it's a book worth getting for those of you interested in extraordinary abilities across religions. It's it's a th- thorough, well documented uh, piece of work. Now, what we've talked about love and how it can be distorted somehow. Um, one of the one of the pro- one of the other problems that the that at least the Hindu uh, development and I think Buddhists might do it too is the these cities as I-S-I-D-D-H-I-S are these extraordinary abilities, many of which you listed earlier and which we need to work, talk about again, is, is people should not get caught up in having these abilities, that it's another distraction, as we were talking, from the spiritual development. Um, but we're doing these stuff right now. I mean, I think people are developing I, what I'm trying to document is that we have these like psi abilities now and we le- need to learn how to use them and we may, may need an ethics for how to uh, to use them and develop them where 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 do you what do you think about the warning against cities against having these extraordinary abilities at least some of them and the fact that they're emerging in our culture well you have to understand that these abilities are emerging in these particular spiritual traditions and their their goal is reuniting the unity the non-dual reality you know uniting with god so anything that distracts from that path they are not in favor of because people get all involved in various ego and desire systems and who isn't this fun if I can, uh, you know, levitate or whatever. And they, and then, and then they're distracted, as you said, from, from that spiritual path. Um, so it's interesting because there are traditions who like the Hindus who believe that, uh, abilities are what 
a saint is able to do. And so they actually look for these abilities in their saints and they encourage their manifestation. But for example, in the Sufi tradition, they believe that that is, if you demonstrate your abilities, that you are being prideful uh-huh. and you are falling victim to your desires. And so they don't show their abilities except for within their very small groups. Um, so worldview is has a large impact there. Um, let's see. Um, so I wanted to say that I actually think we are reaching a tipping point of a sort in in the in the larger community. A lot of this stuff has happened within these very small spiritual communities. Uh, but now what you have is we have up to now been very unconscious about the emergence of psi ability or the emergence of physical abilities or whatever. We haven't had control over them and we tend to attribute them external to ourselves. So we, we, we say, oh, my God did this for me or my, or my, as the saint or the, or God uh, performed this miracle in my life. What the tipping point is, is that we are becoming more aware, conscious, and we are taking control over a lot and we are learning techniques for transformation and we are beginning to move this is a huge step because now we see subtle energy healers emerging you know commonly in our communities we're seeing people who are you know using their intuitive abilities to help detectives in the police department to what this is a conscious and controlled use where the attribution is to the self now you might be getting assistance in various ways from, you know, other states, other beings, other, you know, tools of different kinds, rituals and whatever. But the movement is toward more awareness and consciousness and greater control and owning that ability as an individual person. Oh, that's so important, Audrey. Uh, it's, it's so important to what I'm do- doing and, and also to... Um, a colleague uh, who maybe you'll meet sometime, uh, she'll be talking at DOPS sometime, um, uh, who's written a book on coincidences. And mm. what we what we share, she, she was on the program uh, uh, last month. Um, Sh- Sharon shares with me and now with you the, the need to encourage people to recognize their own abilities and not attribute them to uh, other entities, uh, but to take responsibility and ownership of them. Uh, And why is that so difficult for people to do? Well, part of it, I think, has to do with uh, here in the West, our history, our history with, um, you know, we've had, I mean, what, you know, 60,000 or something different individuals over time who've been burned at the stake for being witches. Yeah. The dualistic understanding of good and evil tends to lead us toward this thing of, oh my, we're afraid, I think, you know, or we feel out of control. And so then we scapegoat groups of people. And so we've killed in Christianity a lot of our mystics. Now, the nice thing is, is that other traditions have managed to maintain uh, more of their more of their tradition than we have. But I think that that, and we're, we've tried to break away from the mythology around a lot of, you know, the superstitions. And so therefore science has like said, no, that's not, it's not real. And we are rejecting it out of hand or either that, or we have this thing of, oh my gosh, it's the devil, you know, and we, and we're afraid and we, and we avoid it. So part of writing what I've written is to say, this is, is normalizing. It's like, this is normal for us. And it's a function of mind. And if we want to think clearly, you know, scientifically, then we need to look at what are transformative techniques and what kinds of things can we, I think we can do almost, I mean, it's sort of unlimited, the kind of things that we could potentially do if we had the, cultivated the tools. Well, we got to do something because the uh, earth is now in danger. At least our lives on earth are now in danger. I think earth's going to hang around uh, if and when we go as human beings. 
but I, I look towards uh, developing extraordinary abilities as a group and trying to find out not just a way of healing an individual, but somehow with group consciousness, with group collaboration, with group vision to be able to do something about many of the terrible things that are going on in the world right now that we're all quite aware of. Yes, but I and I'll throw a note in here that because intent is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, if people are plugging this into into their desire systems, then the, you know you're it may not necessarily serve the higher good, and that's what you were saying about we need to have ethics, and we do. We need to have it's strong underpinning of what is right and how to use these, you know, in a, for good. And just as a simple example, um, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of instances where someone thinks something, and another person picks it up. And some of that thinking is commanding another person to do something. Just say, "Do this," and they can see that other person actually do it just by thinking about it. And the stories are, are usually call dad uh, or call me or come rescue me or something. Those those are the ones that tend to get reported. But there are other abilities to do that. Is to put your idea into somebody else's mind, and that is. That's part of the ethics that you're talking about. That once we develop these abilities and are conscious of them, they can be used for, for bad as well as for yes, good. Absolutely. We, and, but I will I will note here that if you think about all this in terms of, uh, not just states of consciousness, but states of energy and vibration. Yeah, yeah. That a lot of that stuff will pull people down. A lot of this really negative, fearful, hating kind of yeah. stuff tends yeah. to pull people down and so then they are less likely at those states to be able to manifest something like a healing or a whatever that's uh, that's that's good well what causes these abilities to arise you know um well it depends uh, d uh, on what level you're at i mean you can see with you know football that you know you're you have a focus of intent and you are passionate about trying to catch that ball and so but it's and it's happening spontaneously you, in animals you see this thing about being able to uh, you know return home even though you're a long distance away or finding people that you love again it's very spontaneous uh, you know the example i love most is that movie uh, homeward bound about the two dogs and the cat that traveled, they traveled over almost 300 miles over the Canadian Rockies to find their family. Then they had never been to this place their family moved to. But the, the three of them traveled together and found their family. Hmm. But, that, but that's a spontaneous emergence, uh, you know, or we think of it as because it's not conscious in the way that we are. Uh, but when you begin to be able to, like if you start doing shamanic drumming, you're going to like, uh, that technique is going to help pull you to a state in which you can do other things. You can start seeing subtle energies and you can start traveling out of body and whatever. Uh, and again, it becomes much more conscious and purposeful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment. Um, intent is, seems so much important, and visualization, more and more clearly talking to you, is is a very strong part of that intent. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest is Audrey Irvine. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzuli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. My father brought home a six-week-old Yeah, he taught me bad habits. That's a song about a coincidence involving my dog, Snapper. Oh, when I was eight or nine, he got lost. I got lost, and we found each other. That was my first coincidence. We're talking with Audrey Irvine, and we're looking at extraordinary abilities across religions and now developing in us. So how, how does consciousness help and you started talking about it before. How does raising consciousness relate to extraordinary abilities? It's essential. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Rabbi Zalman Shachter Shalomi said that every level of being toward the Godhead can be unfolded into certain potentials. It, it has within it embedded certain potentials. And so, but if you have to get to those those levels in order to have to be able to unfold those. So, for my metaphor is, if you want to do something, if you want to visit Paris, you got to get on the plane and go there. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can do all kinds of different things, but you got to get on the plane. So we have all kinds of techniques and tools from these different traditions that that show us what is an effective way to transform consciousness. It can be as simple as sensory deprivation, drumming, um, to all the way to these intense meditative states using intent and focus and and, and emotion, passionate emotion can really pull you into a, a new state of being. Um, does that answer your question? I think emotion is so important in all this. Um, just generally speaking, um, emotion is a driver of uh, coincidences. Uh, generally mm-hmm. speaking, yes. coincidences and uh, emotion tied with need, um, yes. uh, where that where you have something you really want to go to, is pretty much what what you're talking about. Kind of the basic building blocks of extraordinary abilities. Is includes uh, having a vision, which need can can be, 
uh, and also having intense emotion. Uh, and then you add various things. Uh, the, the drumming can increase the emotions, but you walk into it with intent. Uh, so one of the things I'm getting disturbed about uh, currently is the use of psychedelics are getting re rel relatively common among people. Like one person, one of my patients was using uh, psilocybin to decide whether or not he should sell his house. And, oh, dear. and I, I, I find that um, bothersome because it's not enough respect for the potential of this remarkable chemical, this transformative chemical. Um, what do you think about that? I agree with you, and I think that having someone, uh, you know, a, a shaman or someone who has a worldview in which you can plug this experience and be able to interpret it. Otherwise, what happens is, is that people come out of these ex different ecstatic states, including drug ones, and they come back to their normal state of waking consciousness, and then they're plugging in and saying, well, should I sell my house? And, did that did that mean I was supposed to sell my house? Yeah. Instead of these these journeys are can be very profound and very symbolic. They often have to be interpreted because they are coming from the right side of the brain. So they're holistic. They're gestalts of information. So you need someone with a lot of experience and a worldview that allows for the interpretation, understanding of what is happening. Good. Um, one of the things you mentioned um, is the ability to, to find water and food. Uh, everyone needs water and food. Um, shouldn't we all be able to do that? Um, you know, it's true that this, that this is an ability that can be cultivated. Many of these are abilities that can be cultivated you know, by anyone who can get to the state of consciousness. But you have you especially see it in places like deserts where there you know where water is a is a big deal. Yeah. You know, and so the bigger the need, the greater the chance that they're going to they're again, it's their intent. They're gonna find water or they're gonna manifest water or whatever, because that's what the people need. I did wanna mention, you know, that along the way I was finding these unique variations. Yeah, yeah. Please and do. Yeah, and so there are, and and you point out one of one of the ones that creates unique variations, and that is the needs of the people. If the people need to have, you know, their whatever trails are being covered over by giant mounds of snow, they're going to be, or if they're get, about to get attacked by lions, you know, they're doing journeying in order to work with that. Um, there are also, I mentioned earlier, this thing about cultural. Values that if you if your um, extraordinary abilities are interfering with your closeness to God, no, they're not. They are really going to play that down. Uh, interestingly enough, you see less of certain kinds of abilities that used to be common, in, like in highly mountainous, remote areas where things like bilocation or telepathy or whatever were important ways of communicating. But now we have telephones. And now we have airplanes. And, and so it's much easier. We don't have a need anymore. Um, what, do we have, what do we have a need for? What extraordinary abilities should we be developing, Audrey? I, I think, you know, healing is a big one. Um, I, th I think, um, com in, in, like you're saying, build, growing the heart and being able to one of the things that people, um, many of the saints do, is that they have, they can, the charism of being able to change, dispel negative feelings and bring positive feelings to someone, yeah. help someone, like in a therapeutic situation. How can you have someone who's been really traumatized feel loved, at least for a moment? What is that state is like? That would be really neat to be able to do. I'm glad, you know? I'm glad, you, I'm glad you bring that up because just yesterday, I was sitting with a 20-year-old uh, young woman who ha just can't talk in my office as a psychiatrist, um, who just had trouble saying things. And I've seen her maybe three or four times. And I, I sat there with her and began to be able to envelop her, her energy field with mine. I could feel like we were making a bit more of a connection. I just I watched her. I didn't demand that she speak. I mean, psychiatrists want people, the therapists want people to talk, 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 talk. That's what we did. We got to talk. 
Um, I learned this yeah. a long time ago with somebody else that it's good to just sit there with them, with some people. That's what I did with her. And I could feel that she was beginning to accept um, my energy field around her. And uh, at, after a half an hour, I, I saw a change in her mood. And I said, are you getting sad? And she said, no, I'm getting calm. Oh, wow. You know, for some people who, are, who have lived under high degrees of stress, to be able to bring or help them reach a place of calmness is a, is a great gift. And it also allows them to have a place, a foothold, toehold in a place they want to move to. Yeah. It's yeah. hard if you do not have any experience with calmness to suddenly have that. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely yeah. is. So you can see, much the way you're saying, how, how important learning to use these kind of subtle energies could be. Yeah, and we have a couple of minutes left, Audrey. And what, what else would you like to tell our audience that I haven't asked you about? Well, I wanted to just mention a couple more of these unique abilities because, for one thing, this thing about imagery and intent and, uh, like, for example, the transformation of the body, symbols are so important because, like, look, the stigmata that you see, the bleeding of the, in the hands and the, and the side from the wounds of Christ, this comes from intense meditation. And that's a unique symbol to Christianity. So you're never going to see that with the Taoists. Uh-huh. And and also unique forms of practice. The Taoists have this entire model about the use of energies, yin and yang, and they have used all developed all kinds of applications, martial arts and acupuncture and various other healing modalities and that only make sense in that worldview. And so worldview becomes so important in, in opening the doors, what is permitted, what is encouraged, and also shutting doors, what won't be, what we will not venture into. Yin and yang is getting applied now to uh, Western thought. Yes, isn't this interesting? But I think that Joseph Campbell said something about this. He said, you can take a discipline and you can go deeply into it and really learn what it is about and how to use it. Or you can learn many traditions, but only wade in ankle ankle deep. (laughs) He said he was of the last sort. Uh, So I I think that the danger is, is that we'll water everything down so much that we won't get much benefit. On the other hand, we may, by looking across all of this, we can begin to say, oh, this works, this doesn't, that's a myth, but that's very effective. And, you know, so there's, it's double-sided. It's kind of what's happened with yoga and meditation too. Um, but meditation is used for relaxation uh, and, not, and not for consciousness expansion a lot of the time. Uh-huh. And yoga the same. It's used for like physical stretching uh, mm-hmm. and not for uh, the conscious capacity. Right. Well, we've, we've come we're coming to the end of this, uh, of this program. Audrey, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And I want our audience again to know the name of your book, Infinite Possibility, Frameworks for Understanding Extraordinary Human Abilities. And I'm going to add within various religious traditions, because that's what's so important here. You've been able to look at different religions and see where the commonalities of these extraordinary experiences are, as well as the differences. So you've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Butman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Thank you for listening. I loved him Loved him Like no one else I've ever Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 
than 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.